Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Zane Quibido podcast. I'm your host, Zane Quibido, and I'm here to, one, help you understand the Bible in an understandable, logical, and applicable way, two, to hear my story and process from being an introvert to an influence, and three, to present the Bible in a fun, deep, and exciting way that you can feel confident enough to share Jesus with others. So with that in mind, let's get started. Um, so a little little precursor, you could say, um, I want to make like a shorter and a longer version of um, like, you know, each episode. That way you have like, you know, okay, I only got like 10, 15 minutes, you know, um, I don't have a long intention span. And then you know, those people's like, man, I want to go deep into it. I'm going to try to do like a 10 to 15 minute and then like an hour long or like an hour or more, like probably like 30 minutes or more episode. Like, you know, so you have like the shortened and then you have like the long one. <laughs> so this one's the shortened one. Um, yeah. So today we'll be discussing the important foundation of respect and reverence. This episode will be a super light introductory to the subject of fearing God, not an American view of fear, but a biblical Eastern view of fear, which after explained will make so much more sense why it's commanded by the father and the son than empowered and taught to us through the Holy Spirit. But here's the kicker. This is the shortened recording. So if you want more, I go further into other scriptures and illustrations to better help relay a healthy fear of God in the lengthened version. Uh, so here's the thing. My prayer is that you can realize that this fear can be lived out and used all of the time. The fearing God does not solely equal a somber or unemotional or life-threatening life, but that the fear, but, but that fearing God can actually help you not be scared of anything else in the world. As well as finally, that there is so much benefit to fearing God. Oh my goodness. And we will see where it is commanded, but where it's commanded will be in the longer episode. So here's a little nugget uh, to keep in your back pocket, like before we really get into it. So Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13 through 14 says, The end of the matter, or how I, li I like to say, at the end of the day, all has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. What this shows is that you don't have to have a fuzzy feeling of joy or excitement or, or, or remorse to do the will of God. You don't have to see the end result in your lifetime to obey God. You don't even need to have an explanation or confirmation on whether we should do a thing if we can see the command in Scripture. For if we demand con uh, confirmation or an explanation from God, then who is God and who is is servant. We answer to him, not vice versa. So granted, or, you know, hold on, uh, because you may ask for something, you know, maybe like confirmation or an explanation, and he may answer it, uh, but he'll do it in the way uh, he wants to do it, and he'll answer it when he wants to answer it. So like, look at Job. God didn't really give him an answer for his pain and suffering. Neither did God show Joe, uh, Jeremiah a soul that, that was going to be one to God. Nor did Isaiah see the prophecies of Christ fulfilled. They saw only a wicked people. Yet, it is their writings that have shown some of the clearest and most detailed prophecies of Jesus Christ. You know, Jeremiah and Isaiah. 
So, do not fret or lose heart. Romans 8.28 says, For God works all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. If we are submitted and obedient to God, we can chillax and know that at the end of the day, obedience to God is what makes a day successful. The world will say, if you do what feels good or makes you happy, you know, then you're good. At the end of the day, if you do what feels good, well, you know, you do you, boo. Well, guess what? That's flat out wrong, okay? <laughs> Biblically, that is flat out wrong. Read John 15 um, for Jesus to say what really matters. And spoiler alert, it's practically the same thing as Ecclesiastes 12. It's only like with more detail, and I think it's mm, super beautiful. So uh, we're, we're just going to dive into scripture, okay? So... Um, now the main verses from Psalm 25, we'll be looking at, uh, verse one through 11. And then after we'll read, uh, verse 10 through 14. So I'll be reading this from the names of God Bible because there are two names that I want you to notice in this Psalm that will actually help steer this prayer or, 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 or this chapter or this episode toward fearing God. So the two names used for God here is Yahweh and Elohim. So, in short, Yahweh means I am, the one who is the self-existent one. And Elohim, in short, means the all-powerful one creator, God of gods. So, let's read this from the Names of God Bible, uh, which has uh, what specific name of God was said and used in the Bible. And again, like I really take my time with this in the longer uh, episode. So, uh, if you want more, you can check it out. But here we go. To you, O Yahweh, again, the self-existent one, I lift up my soul. I trust you, my Elohim, the all-powerful one creator, God of gods. Do not let me be put to shame. Do not let my enemies triumph over me. No one who waits for you will ever be put to shame, but all who are unfaithful will be put to shame. Make me... Uh, make your ways known to me, O Yahweh, and teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, because you are Elohim, my Savior. I wait all the day long for you. Remember, O Yahweh, your compassionate and merciful deeds. They have existed from eternity. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my rebellious ways. Remember me, O Yahweh, in keeping uh, with your mercy and your goodness. Yahweh is good and decent. That is why he teaches sinners the way they should live. He leads the humble people to do what is right, and he teaches them his way. Every path of Yahweh is one of mercy and truth for those who cling to his promise and his written instructions. For the sake of your name, O Yahweh, remove my guilt because it is great. So I hope that enriched the text uh, to help you see and understand the power and the majesty of God and even be drawn uh, to even do what he commands. Because remember, he's Yahweh. He is someone of everlasting. He is, he is one that is self-existent, who always was, who always is, and who always will be. We're looking at someone who's complete and total, lacking in nothing. And then we're looking at Elohim. Elohim, he's the God of gods. He's the powerhouse of powerhouses. 
that's who we're talking to. And so like, let this drive like a respect and like a, a fear of like, oh my goodness, he could literally kill me right now, but he's not because <laughs> he's my dad. That's awesome. And then, um, and then watch this. So, so, so with that, with, with that reverence and, and that, uh, and with that respect and that like just general fear, watch the benefits that we have from Psalm 25 when we fear God. And, and what we just read was verse one through 11. And now we're going to read verse 10 through 14. Okay. So, so just pay attention and I'm going to spell out every, uh, every benefit. So verse 10, all the paths of the Lord are Yahweh our steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies for your name's sake. O Yahweh pardon my guilt for it is great. Who is the man who fears Yahweh? Him will he instruct in the way that Yahweh should choose. His soul shall abide in well-being and his offspring shall inherit the land. The friendship of Yahweh is for those who fear him and he makes known to them his covenant. So what are the benefits of fearing and submitting to God? What are the benefits of, of having reverence and respect to God? Well, number one, every path you walk will have steadfast love and faithfulness. Number two, there is a pardoning and a forgiving of guilt and sins. Number three, God himself will instruct you in the way he wants you to go. Number four, your soul will abide in well-being. In the longer episode, I actually like read the Oxford definition of abide as well as a few other transit, um, translations to enrich the understanding of this benefit of your soul abiding in well-being. Number five, your offspring shall inherit the land. Uh, if you look up uh, on Bible Hub, they actually have Psalm chapter 25, verse 13. You can actually like look up uh, kind of the commentary for it. But it's pretty much like your offspring shall inherit the land. So, um, yeah, and the verse, uh, or the sixth benefit is friendship, intimacy, and secrets. And seven, the last thing, um, the last benefit of fearing God is, um, is knowing from God the purpose of the promises he made. Do you see now the impact and the importance to fear him? Because I sure do. Now, I've learned this, okay? That people will reflect the character and the nature of their choice of God. We reflect the one we fear. Now, um, for an illustration, may, may, I, may I present to you this, okay? That as you interact with a lion, and though the lion may have taken a liking to you and, and even began to favor you, never forget that you remain subject to his movement. The lion at any time has the freedom to kill you if you get out of line. So much more should we enjoy its favor and its love. Much more should we fear nothing that is out in the wild jungle, for it is under the lion's rule. And that lion is for us, king of the jungle. We're taken under his wing, his kingdom, his majesty, his care, his standard, his rule. As surely as the fearing of that lion brings benefits, 
how much more benefit and fear and comfort and processing before moving or, you know, think before you act do we have with a lion of Judah? Again, as surely as fearing as of that lion brings benefits, how much more of a benefit um, and fear and comfort and processing before moving do we have with the lion of Judah? So we need to remain in God's love, to keep the commandments, to fear God, to love him and love others. And we have verse references like uh, John 15, or I guess chapter references, and John 15, Ecclesiastes 12, the Gospels, uh, you know, Jesus sums up the, the, the commandments, uh, Galatians 5, Revelation 21 through 22, Second uh, John, and, and so on. Now, um, and, and I tell a story in the, in the longer episode, but uh, I personally don't think there is anything more terrifying than a dad angry and protective of his family and his kids. I believe that there is a unique reservation of power, of strength, and complete resolve held solely for the father to wield for his family to take refuge in. This power can rarely be tamed except for God, you know, the, the, the dad himself, his wife, and maybe his very close friends. It is a power and, and a gift that can never be stripped away unless the father is either ignorant of it or buries it alive for the sake of others, whether uh, from a selfish or selfless motive. This righteous anger cannot be stopped by death, yet is, yet is actually solidified through death. For the Father will be known as the protector of his own. Fear the one who is angry for the sake of protection and preservation, for they cannot be stopped until the situation is resolved. This is the God we have the utmost joy to call Dad. So uh, in the longer episode, I read Psalm 103. There are four things that we do, and there's 28 benefits that God has when it comes to fearing him, literally. And yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, but, the, you know, but then I tell a story um, of a dad, his son, uh, and a bully, and like how it really ties in with fear, um, like actual terror of God, as well as like respect. Um, I teach the benefits and list the benefits of fearing God and provide a few more application points in the longer episode. So now we're going to finish off with um, the practical list of ways we can apply this, um, the, you know, like this posture of, of, of um, respecting and, and, and having reverence towards God. So we can have some application points to transform our lives, like, like our everyday life. So here we go. The first point. Uh, for more resources, um, you know, just to kind of get into this a little bit deeper, um, I would suggest getting into Scary God by Maddie Montgomery. So that's where I tell the story from. Uh, practically any of John Bevere's teaching on fearing God, like I really like his stuff. I think it's solid and he communicates uh, very well. Um, I've had this recommended to me by multiple people, The Holiness of God by R.C. Sproul. Um, and then, honestly, check out the longer format um of this episode, like if you want to, to get in deeper with respect and with fear. Um, the, so, so that's number one, you know, the, those are the more resources you can check out. Number two, um, ask God to open your eyes 
to see them as so much greater and more powerful than anything you deal with or are afraid of. Here's the thing. Satan is not God's equal, but his subject. Satan is inferior to God. They are not on the same level or playing field, nor will Satan ever get even close to successfully usurping the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the great I am, Yahweh, Elohim. There, there's just, he doesn't stand a chance. They can't even be compared. It's like comparing Mike Tyson's punch versus mastered ultra instinct Go, Goku. D does Mike Tyson have a threatening punch to a normal person? Yeah. But compared to Goku, absolutely not. <laughs> the same can be said with Satan and God. So whenever you think the enemy is doing things, remind them of their future and your future. Remind them who your daddy is. <laughs> and then uh, the third point, when you wake up and even during the day, think about the ultimate goal in Ecclesiastes 12 and, and, it, and it more described in John 15. You know, think about it over and over, you know, like maybe try to memorize it. Um, and then, and then lastly, point number four, begin to learn the other names of God. You know, Yahweh and Elohim is it, that, that that's not where it stops. It actually just starts with that. Uh, and there's so many more, um, there's so many more names that you, that you could check out. Uh, but, but it's a huge help knowing who he is and how you, and like what you can call him by. Um, it was really cool because, like, you know, Jehovah Rapha is literally healer. So it's like, hey, healer, I need healing. Oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> Jehovah Jireh, my, my provider. Hey, provider, I need provide, I need provision. That makes sense. Wow. Yeah, that's that actually sounds logical to pray to Jehovah Jireh because his name is provider. You need provision? Well, like he, that's literally his name. Yeah, that makes total sense. So look into his names. It's awesome. So here's the thing. That's all the time I have for today. Um, I ask that if you find this helpful, share it with others and subscribe. Um, I'm in the process of making my own website. Uh, that way we can be connected and, and grow this to be something that can help people all over the world. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email me at zanquibidopodcast at gmail.com, which is in the description below. I think I'm going to try to change it to like a simpler thing because Quibido is super Cajun. Not many people know how to spell that, <laughs> so I'm going to try to change it. Um, but so far, Podcast at gmail.com. And then if this podcast has made an impact in your life, feel free to email and or write a review on the platform you're listening on. Lastly, if you may, pray for me that this may be fruitful and that I stay on the path God wants for me to be. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next area of Psalm 25 we'll be unpacking um, is how we can see revival. So I'll see you next Friday. God bless.